0: I'm Charlotte Dukes, and you're listening to MPLH Down Under, your one stop shop for all the key moments, standout performances, and more from the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup. Okay, so welcome to episode one of MPLH Down Under. Today, I am delighted to be joined by Zoe Effie Perry, who is a multi-sport athlete, artist, and LGBTQ activist based in Oslo. So we're into the round of 16 and it's been a World Cup like no other. History has been made on multiple occasions. So before I hand over to yourself for a bit of a candid discussion on the World Cup, I'm gonna contextualize the tournament so far with some quick fire stats. So this is the ninth edition of the Women's World Cup, first took place in 1991. We've seen 60 goals in the group stages so far, with an average of 2.3 goals per game. Not too bad. So records have been set left, right and centre, as I said. Um, And five of the top 20 ranked teams have been knocked out in the group stages. And we'll go on to discuss this shortly, but it has been a chaotic tournament so far. So today, Germany were knocked out of the Women's World Cup in the group stages, for the first time in their women's team history. And Morocco progressed to the final 16, despite having lost to Germany 6-0 in their opening match. We've also seen record stadium attendances. So USA's 0-0 draw with Portugal was the highest attended football match in New Zealand across both the men and women's games with 42,000 in attendance. And finally, Jamaica became the first Caribbean nation to progress through to the knockout stages of a Women's World Cup, despite being ranked 43rd in the world. And they kept three clean sheets. So it's definitely been a unique tournament and it's kept us all on our seats. And so I'm going to open up the conversation um, and I guess ask for your view on... What's been your favourite fixture so far? And maybe if you start with who you're supporting in this World Cup, um, and why you love football too.
1: So, being born in being born in England, I kind of have to you know support the home country. Um, otherwise, they probably won't let me back in at border control next time I go back. But um, I have to I have to also kind of have a soft spot for you know the country I live in. Um, the, you know, I I, you know, I still see football while I'm over here. Like I go to a lot of games, men's and women's. Um, and I mean, I've always kind of just been going to games since I was a kid, whether whether I was living in Middlesbrough, you know, where I'm from, or where I was living in London, I was going to see games all the time, home and away. So um, it's, you know, when you're from the UK, kind of, it, it, it it's football or nothing. Like football is king in the UK. It's in the blood, so. isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, like you know, the first time you know, the first time I was taken to the Riverside Stadium for a Middlesbrough game, I think I was, you know, it was it was love from then. And I mean, fan. It's you know, it's not been easy being an England fan and a Middlesbrough fan. But um, you know, it has it has its moments, and especially for you know England women in this case, you know, coming off the back of you know such a, an incredible summer last year. Um, you have to kind of keep hopes up for something big this summer as well.
0: Yeah. So you've got allegiances with Norway. You've got allegiances with England. So your favourite fixture of the tournament so far, who are you going to choose?
1: I, I have to go against England this one. But um, Norway winning 6-0 against the Philippines was probably my favourite to watch so far. Um, being in Norway and you know being kind of a football fan here... Um, Following a lot of the kind of like the media whirlwinds that's happened since you know losing in the opening game to New Zealand, um, you know, some people saying that was kind of more embarrassing than the 8 0 against England, which I can see, but also as someone who was in the stadium that day <laughs> when it was 8 0, it was not fun to be kind of cheering for Norway, um, yeah. but you know, uh, the the reaction after that game was kind of crazy after the New Zealand game, I should say. Um, and, you know, so much criticism of the players and the coaching staff. And then that only increased after the, the 0-0 against Switzerland. You know, um, Carolina, Carolina Graham Hansen coming out after the game and saying what she said. And um, the rumours coming out that the, the players had, like some of the players didn't have faith in the, the coaching staff. It just seemed to come out all at like the worst time when, you know, leading up to this game uh, against the Philippines, you know, thankfully the Philippines did Norway a huge favour by beating New Zealand and, you know, taking it to the last game day. Going into that game, the world's, or like the nation's hopes rested on this team that has, for the last week, just been attacked from all sides. And, you know, uh, Sofia Romanhaug, who. You know, replaced Ada Hegerberg in the warm up at the Switzerland game after Ada Hegerberg pulled out during the national anthem of all times. So, you know, I've never heard of that. Someone pulling out literally as you're warm, like walking out for the national anthem. They had four um,
0: seconds. Um, to she had four seconds before the deadline for the team sheets, and that's when she was taken off. And I think that was almost a bit of an iconic image was Hegerberg walking down the tunnel, and. I think it was Guru looking at her, you know, like yeah. what was going on here. And I think even the commentators were a bit like, Oh, this looks a bit strange.
1: Yeah. Like nothing really, like no information really came out about it until, I mean, at halftime in Norway, at least they interviewed the, um, uh, one of the coaching staff for Norway and she kind of explains the situation and why they didn't want to risk it in case, you know, something crazy, which I completely understand. Um, and, you know, if they let her start the game and something happens, you know, having, a, having to use a, uh, a sub so early in the game, you know, it's not ideal for your game plan. Um, so, you know, Roman Haug had to, you know, pretty big shoes to fill in terms of Ada Hegeberg. Hegerberg hasn't had kind of the greatest national team career when it comes to major tournaments, you know, the Euros and the World Cup. Currently, it's it's not been the greatest. But, you know, you can't take away what she's done at club level and just how prolific she is at that level. Um, and for Roman Haug to have to fill those boots and didn't do too bad in the, the 0-0 against Switzerland. Kind None of the team did, but didn't really have that kind of cutting edge against a team on paper that is better than better than New Zealand. Yeah. So going into going into the, the Philippines game when obviously not to take anything away from the Philippines, but you know, of the teams who've made it to the World Cup finals, they're probably one of the weaker teams. Yeah. But, you know, the fact they the fact they've made it to the big dance means, you know, they're better than the hundreds of other countries who didn't make it. So you can't take any team for granted at this stage because as we've seen in other fixtures throughout the group stage these you know these impossible things do happen. Yeah. Um, so going into the game, you know you you know you need to win, and you need Switzerland not to win and New Zealand not to win and to go out the way they did with you know six zero and Roman Haug, the first the first Norwegian hat trick at a World Cup since two thousand and seven I believe. Powerful. Or two thousand and yeah two thousand eight. and for Graham Hansen also a score. In the game as well, you know it was uh, what a goal as well, like an unbelievable hit, just so much power. It felt like, it felt like someone who, you know, after the last few days had a point to prove. Yeah, exactly. Like had a point to prove, and she hit that like someone who, you know, needed the forgiveness of her entire country for some of the things that she said. Whether you rightfully or wrongfully believe in what she said. but to end it the way they did you know you can you can't ask for anything better than a 6-0 so yeah, was... you kind of have to hope, that, hope hope that from like this game onwards they're going to kind of use that kind of siege mentality of like it's everyone against us let's see how far we can go
0: yeah no completely and i think it's you know you make a really good point there about the teams that have turned up i know we talk a lot about underdogs but you know they've come a long way to get to the world cup finals to start with and what i absolutely love is that we've seen some real giant killers in this tournament so far and i think it's just changed the landscape of how we see women's football how we've seen you know the kind of pre-existing expected to win type teams who've comfortably won you know, tournaments, group stages, knockout stages consistently, it's almost in their DNA, suddenly, you know, crashing out at group stage. And I think it's just made the tournament so much more interesting. And I think, you know, when we look at what are the key factors, I think it's really important to look at, you know, the players across the board. So I'd love to hear, you know, do you have a couple of players that you've got on your radar who we should be watching for the rest of the tournament who perhaps put in some good performances so far?
1: Um, I mean, probably from uh, based off kind of the the praise I've just given, um, Sophia Manhauge has to be up there from a Norway point of view. You know, still having to fill those big boots left by Ada Hegerberg's injury, and you know, it, whether it's the Philippines or the USA or Netherlands or whoever, you know, a hat trick, a uh, World Cup final is it's nothing to be sniffed at. So. You know, after an, she's had an incredible time at Roma in Syria as well, since joining there from Lillestrøm, you know, I think 20, 20 games, eight goals, you know, almost a goal every game. So she's obviously just an incredible player. And I think, given it her first World Cup finals as well, I think as long as she kind of keeps up these performances, it can, you know, she can be a real big player at this level. Um, and then I think another obvious choice has to be Lauren James from England. Yeah, you know, the the game, the game they just played against China. I think she assisted three, scored two, for again her first her first World Cup finals. Um, what a player! You know, like, w- genuinely, like, what can you say about Lauren James that hasn't already been said already? You know, she's so young as well, and just had such an incredible season at Chelsea yeah. since joining from Manchester United. And you know, didn't get didn't get a lot of playing time in the the Euros last summer. I mean, for and she's been kind of nursed in gently over time by getting game time in the the qualifiers and everything and the friendlies, and it, it it just seems like an absolute masterstroke to be giving her the keys to the team now and going, okay, go and show what you've like go and show what you've just done at domestic level now go and do it on the world stage and so far she's delivering and you just can't see how this is going to stop it's she's just unbelievable
0: yeah she's on the up and i think it's been really interesting you know when i was sort of listening to the the pre-tournament preamble and i think lucy bronze was talking about lauren james and i think she has she has the un you know unbelievable respect from her teammates and lucy bronze said you know the, the probably the the thing that she needs to join the dots on is deciding, you know, who she is as a player and owning that. Mm-hmm. And I think we're now seeing that spark, that real drive. You know, she's not, she she is in profile one of the youngest players on the team, the least experienced in terms of tournament, but she can lead the team, right? Like, you know, in terms of performance oh, yeah. and it's just such a joy to watch, you know, someone so exciting at this stage in their career, you know, yeah, throwing themselves around On the world stage, Um, and some even, you know, she's had a couple of disallowed goals, which have just been worldies. Like she, the way she connects with the ball, the way she expresses herself, it's just, it's audacious, but it's just wonderful to
1: watch. I would probably say as well, just like again, she's, she's so young. She's someone who, you know, could lead England's line for the next, you know, ten years. At such a good level, like she's that good of a player,
0: she's everything. And thankfully, we have her um, on our team, uh, which is always a good exactly. start. So let's see how <laughs> how she grows in, into the tournament. I mean, it will be interesting going into the latter stages of the tournament because I think you know perhaps with the the likes of a USA, we haven't seen the best of the USA, and they had a lot of hype going up into the tournament. They were talking about going in, getting their fifth, you know, pick it up, take it away, um, and. I think there's been a lot of chat about, you know, that underperformance and we should see better. Um, and something tells me that they've got to really grow into the tournament. They are big game players, um, makes me a bit sheepish around them. And I think they will have had some conversations about, you know, that passion not being there. And I think they've been quite riled up. Um, so talking of, you know, sort of big teams and, uh, you know, there's no doubt that this tournament has been full of random surprises, you know, whether it's, Teams being knocked out, whether it's eighteen year olds scoring against Germany, um, we've seen it all. Um, for you, what's been the biggest surprise um, of the tournament so far?
1: Uh, I think the biggest surprise has just been like the amount of big teams that have gone out at the expense of these kind of smaller nations on paper. like you look at think like things like Brazil like Brazil of all teams like going out again after tying against Jamaica you know Brazil you know Brazil with all these like such a heritage of great performances in the world cup and all of these unbelievable players that have you know they play in the top leagues around the world on paper you you can't expect Brazil to go out this early and yet you know they tie with a Jamaica team that they've scored one goal all tournament they've conceded none uh, and they end up they end up bombing out like that, and it's I mean it's not it's obviously not the way you'd like to see a career like Marta's go out after you know over like over twenty like twenty years of playing at this level and being such a the trendsetter and trailblazer that she's been, but you know like she I think like she said in a post game interview there's you know there's going to be no more Marta at, on this stage, but when she was coming up there was no one else coming after her. You know, they were the first the first group of players coming through to really, like, project the game and show the game and show what women's football can be. Whereas now, you know, she's, she's leaving the game in the hands of all of these just unbelievable young players who, you know, when their time comes in 15, 20 years, they'll be passing it on to the next generation. And it's just so... It's so good to be at the point now of where the game is now and where it is on, you know, the world stage where we have, you know, amazing players who set the groundwork, being able to pass it on to the next generation, and yeah, just it's it's crazy to think that teams like that and players like that are not making it into the next rounds. You know, Germany again going from. The, the European Championships and you know probably looking like uh, probably looking like the team that should really go the furthest uh, you know barring Alex Pop's injury in the final and you know taking us away from England it was a brilliant game but you know Alex Pop one of the most deadliest strikers in the world and you know she's been lethal in this tournament as well kind of keeping that going but it's just not worked and you know losing an injury losing to Colombia. In the seventh minute of injury time, to give you know a a team like Colombia, who again unbelievable team, unbelievable as they've been, and you know so many great young players, but uh, you know to lose to to go like if you looked at that group on paper, I would highly doubt that anyone predicted that Colombia and Colombia and Morocco, like again Morocco going through at the expense of. South Korea and Germany, it's, oh, it's, it's been, it's, it's been, it's in, genuinely insane. But
0: I think when you look on paper and it's the it's the, the scoreline that just actually baffles me is that the first match, which was Germany-Morocco and Germany, you know, 1 6-0 and everyone thought, this is it, this is the German machine of starting up. And Morocco, blessed them, they were in bits because, you know, there were, Some really horrendous defensive errors. Like it was real. Like first World Cup appearance, nerves. You know all of the above. And my heart actually broke that game because I thought Morocco are going to tank out, and it's just really sad. Because particularly, you know, everyone sort of look at their performance in in the men's World Cup. That there was quite a lot of expectation, and it felt like you know this could be a sort of continuation of of that momentum to then you know two games later qualifying to the knockout stages of the world cup you think what on earth happened from a to b and i love it for them i love it for morocco you know what what a time for for them to to be there
1: it's why we watch tournament football at the end of the day you know it's every single every single tournament whether it's men's women's anything there's always just those those surprise stories that come out of it and um. I'm so glad this tournament's been the same. You know, even on the other side of it, like the USA coming so close to coming, like leaving the tournament. You know, the reigning world champions, the you know, like like we call Marta the the trendsetter for the the players. You know, the the U.S. women's national team has just been this this absolute titan of women's football for so long. You know, to have, and then to. To make it out of the group stages by literally a goalpost in the Portugal game, the injury time—it's, it's bizarre. And as you know, you do think that they've probably got more left in the tank, and they probably they you know they probably will make a good run for it. But to come that like they should never have been in that position anyway. On paper, a team like with as much. You know, World Cup heritage as the U.S. Women's National Team.
0: Yeah, and almost similar. I mean, not not on the same level, but Canada was a big surprise as well. You know, reigning Olympic champions, um, and I think there's been a broader, you know, conversation across the women's game about federation support of women's team. You know, there's obviously the very poignant example of Jamaica literally setting up a GoFundMe page to get over to the Women's World Cup. Um, players across nations whether it's you know England um, you know Spain having negotiations with their federations about pay it's all of this is going on in the background um, and you know teams like Colombia as well on very similar um, you know struggles and still getting through into the knockout stages and really showing the world their pure talent despite not having that infrastructure and that support it's just it's amazing to watch so What I thought would be good to do um, is to do a little run through of the round of 16 um, and we're going to predict who's going to win each fixture um, just because it's fun to do. And um, well, well, we can both input into it. So let's make sure that I've got the right fixtures um, because once again I assumed that Germany were going through and they didn't so I <laughs> had to <laughs> rewrite the script um, which just goes to show so first up we've got Switzerland versus Spain
1: Um, I would have again I have to go on paper and I would say Spain but you know they've not looked like the Spain you would expect, and for obvious reasons, given everything that's gone on with the dispute over playing and everything with the you know the players against the the coaching staff, they've they've not looked really world well beaten, but also I haven't really been impressed with Switzerland. I think they've kind of yeah they've kind of made it out at the expense of you know a bad group. Um, on Again, on paper, and, I mean, credit to New Zealand for beating Norway. But, uh, yeah, Switzerland have made it through. And I just think Spain should have enough to kind of get past them.
0: I agree. I, I'm with you on that. I have Spain to win. Um, Spain can have moments of brilliance, some of their link-up play. And I think they will step up um, as we get to the sort of last stage of the tournament. OK, so next fixture, Japan versus Norway.
1: Like oh like so like so badly I want to go against the grain and think like yeah like Norway are gonna make a run for it. You know, that like I said earlier, that siege mentality, they're gonna take all the criticism and make it through. But then I look at Japan and I think like Japan have been incredible. Again, another team with so much like World Cup heritage and to play against to play against like when they played against Spain in the last game, I was like three counter attacks three goals yeah. like that is the ratios
0: like... the ratios are terrifying
1: <laughs> exactly it ends oh, like you never know what you're going to get with them so i as much as i want to say norway it's about like, yeah i have to say i have to say japan i think japan they're just going to be too much for this point but at least norway can take solace in the fact they made it out of the group stage this time so you know little victories
0: I actually have Norway marked for this one. I'm, I'm, oh, mate. I'm Norway <laughs> revenge tour. I, oh. I have seen the anger in the eyes, and if we can keep that, then you know. Yeah. I, I,
1: I, that's the thing. I want it so bad, but like, like you're emotionally, you know, you're head...
0: emotionally guarding yourself. I, I see, yeah. I see how it is.
1: My, my head, like my head says Japan, but my heart says Norway, and it's like, I, I think, like. Yeah, I have to, I have to say Japan, unfortunately. That's
0: fine. Right? Okay. Netherlands, South Africa.
1: Netherlands. Agreed. Um, yeah, I, it's again credit to South Africa for you know ma- making it out of the group stages and making it this far. Unbelievable for the team. It's just the Netherlands. You, you can't make them up. They
0: even even without terrifying. even without
1: so many players missing, like yeah. you know, Miedemar. like Meedema, yeah. the key one missing, and. To still go out and put like to score all these goals, like seven, and just all these wins they've been racking up—they look unbelievable. So I, I, yeah, I a convincing victory, I would say.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Okay, next one. In this one will be a good fixture: Sweden USA. Oh, they,
1: like this is this is this, women's football heritage. Sweden is. USA. <laughs> I think I saw a stat that it's like they've played at the last. God knows how many tournaments each other. And I'm just like, like, I mean, first of all, is it really a tournament without a, a USA versus Sweden game? No. And it's not I think, the like, this, of course, like, USA have won so many of those, like, won so many of those head to heads. But the, if there's any time that Switzerland, uh, Switzerland, Sweden are going to take a win, I think it has to be this game. You know, Sw- Sweden have been like great the Sweden have always been great so they it's the first time on paper I think that they've looked better than the USA that's on what paper, they definitely going into have yeah yeah and like looking at it it's like you don't know what USA you're, you're gonna get like are they gonna like buy into kind of are they gonna kind of you know batten down the hatches and go okay no one believes in us anymore. Everyone back in everyone back home is killing us for these performances that we've had in the group stage. Let's start showing people who we are. Yeah. Or are they going to continue that run of you know of poor form going into this game? And I have to say, I, I think I think Sweden do take it.
0: Yeah, interesting. I'm I'm marginal USA because I think they will have oh, a very it, it, violent wake up call it, yeah. and. It, yeah, it's, it's gonna be hit or miss. It's it's gonna be a very good game. I'm I'm really excited for that one. Okay, this one we might both be biased on, but England versus Nigeria. I you know, I think England, Nigeria will give us a run mm-hmm. for our money because their attack oh, is yeah. scary.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, missing like losing such an integral play as Kira Walsh to injury, you not know, thank like thankfully it's not an ACL yeah, as we've that's seen what we all so many for. players go down mm-hmm. with. So you have to hope it's you know it's not going to be as serious, you know, even though as shocking as it was to see her in the knee brace and the crutches after the incident. Um, you have to hope she's going to be back soon. But yeah. I do think that you know in the China game especially they they showed that they can work without Kira Walsh and of course Nigeria's attack is scary like yeah oh my god like so scary like they can they can't do damage yeah that i I worry
0: for england defensively in that respect i think mini bright really did ramp it up on um versus china and i think that was what we needed to see um a bit more you know of a convincing defense but i still do worry for those counters which do take us by surprise we we don't deal well with that
1: I i think I think they make it past Nigeria marginally but then you know depending who that next game's against you know the real the real games start coming in the quarters like the real you know it's the it's the best eight teams yeah. in the tournament so you know it's is the look going to run out are they going to kind of still be able to function without you know the king pin like the linchpin that is Kira Walsh against a team you know, a team that they could face in the quarters, it's it's up in the air.
0: Um Australia versus Denmark. Uh,
1: this could have gone either way, I wasn't yeah. too sure. Um I mean Denmark Denmark have been really average, I think, so far. Agreed,
0: agreed. Um
1: didn't haven't really lit the tournament on fire, I think. Uh Penilla Harder hasn't been the the prolific striker that you would kind of expect it to be. Yeah. Um and Australia, I mean, you know, the, almost losing Sam Kerr for the tournament was kind of you know, again. It had to be such a wake up call to lose her kind of in the warm for the first game. Yeah, you
0: couldn't have written um, it. You really couldn't because oh, yeah. she hardly missed any game time last last season. Um, mm. She was the face, and she is still, you know, the face of the yeah. the sort of home tournament campaign. Um, yeah. For her not to be starting games is devastating. Like I think any fan regardless of who you support, like mm. has a bit of a, a soft spot for sunker Um yeah. it's absolutely excellent. But one will she be coming back for the game potentially, but I feel like the their final fix stood they actually did get that mm. act together. Um yeah. And they played properly.
1: They had to hit they they had to hit back with a response response to really nail home that qualifying spot and you know again they did like like Norway winning 6-0 against Philippines so they did what they needed to do and did it in style to get through now it's it, i've a back Australia to go through but again it could go either in fact if you think about it it's it's like t- it's two teams who are on very similar very similar planes in terms of like good teams of course to have made it to the world cup but they have that one player who is the like the star in terms of Harder and Samka they it, you, you have i think the game will be decided with whoever can really catch fire sooner and i do think that the way you know the way has been at domestic level for god knows how long it's i have to i have to give the edge to Austra- uh, australia but i'm not going to be too surprised if Denmark do sneak it also
0: yeah I agree with you I think Australia on home advantage I think I think the crowd will will get them over the line Um, mm, I think yeah, they, they're responding well to that and then final two fixtures so Jamaica versus Colombia that is going to be wild I feel like that is going to yeah. be a very spicy match
1: I think it's going to be very open as well in terms of you know you've got these exciting attackers and exciting yeah. young attackers as well yeah in terms of like
0: bunny Shaw, like
1: how like bunny Shaw has been unbelievable this tournament and you know you have to you have to hope as well that that like little pep talk she got from marta at the end of the jamaica and brazil game you have to kind of think that that kind of
0: spiritual battle yeah
1: yeah like pumped her ties a little bit going into these next games and so she'll be riding high on that like wave of confidence yeah so I think it's gonna I think defensively it's gonna be a very open game and I think there's gonna be goals in it. There'll be a lot of goals. Um I think I like I like either team winning would keep up the fairy tale run that they've been going on, you know, yeah. despite all of the the well publicised issues with the, the the federations that they've been having and again this media whirlwind they've had going into the tournament it's that it's the one fixture of the whole tournament where you want both teams to right. go through. Yeah, you're brutal. Like I, I have no issue with either of these teams going through. Agreed. I think. Ooh, I th- yeah, I think I'm, I'll give it to Jamaica because yeah. of Bunny Shaw. But again, I'm. I think this could be the game of the the round of sixteen. Yeah, this will be the must-watch game.
0: It'll be incredible, and I think I'm with you on Jamaica. Um, yeah, Becky Spence has Becky Spencer has just absolutely smashed yeah. it on goal. Three clean sheets in a world a World Cup. I mean, it doesn't really get better than that, does it? It's uh...
1: especially especially after coming into the tournament off the back of not having the greatest season at Tottenham, yeah, you know, for, for, you know, they haven't really performed as well as they should have yeah. in the WSL. And to come in, you know, to come, to come into the world stage and the world cup finals and just completely be a brick wall. It's, yeah, it's unbelievable. We love
0: to see it. We love, we love to see that. Um, so I think she'll keep up form. Um, and it it will be a very spicy match and i think jamaica will will edge it but i think it'll be a goal fest and i don't i think defensively both teams are going to really struggle just um that's that's why we've got incredible strikers incredible link up play at the top and it's just going to be end to end um so that'll be good and then last but not least france versus morocco um which we thought was going to be France versus Germany, which once yeah. again, that would have been a crazy <laughs> fixture anyway. But here we are, France versus Morocco.
1: I think, I think, I mean, again, like you wish you could root for the underdog in this situation. Yeah. And this is the one fixture
0: where I'm just like, there's, well, there's one winner here <laughs> and it's France.
1: I mean, France came so close to not making it as well. You know, going, I think they went one down against Panama yeah, the other day. Yeah, you look at the scoreline, you think, "Oh God, like is France not going to make it?" And then they—it was like hit, what, like five it was or six. ping
0: pong. Like, I think they went four one up, and then yeah. they ended up. Um, Panama did get a few goals back, mm. and I mean, Herve Renard, who once again, I just love this guy. You know, I I love his energy. Oh, what, so, a know. what a guy! What <laughs> a guy! Half time talk. Also, that you know, it's like the Renard Renard. You know, Renet, the sort of the the beautiful photos of him and yeah. Wendy and I was like oh he's he's he is a whole vibe um
1: you know mm, whether you like so that or suave. not I want like to, oh yeah,
0: suave just love to watch him and obviously France did have a lot of you know that kind of management pain that other cu- countries are going through as well mm. so there's a bit of this kind of you know the players really spoke out and were activists for getting you mm-hmm. know a new management team in and we like to see them doing well because they didn't start amazingly in the tournament. You know, I think they had their first match as a draw. Um mm. Diani's one of my favorite players, and she's got a hat yep. versus um, Panama, which is uh, you know she's gotten into her the swing of things. Yeah, she's excellent, but she didn't start well, and you just you really want to see good players doing well and connecting with the ball mm. um, and executing.
1: And it's like you know, like you said, they've had so like they've had so much. So much heartbreak of going out of tournaments early, and the the you know the well-publicized issues that the the coaching that the previous coaching regime has had with senior players and players getting frozen out when they shouldn't have been. So you you do have to take some joy in watching this team flourish and have you know a a coach who you know everyone seems to love him and they seem to really be playing for him as well as opposed to you know it, it, they might not have looked like they were like all in when it came to the previous regime they look like they just believe this guy and to be fair like how could you doubt them? like i feel like i feel like any like team talk this guy would do could be like a hollywood film like i just imagine this guy like oh this
0: like back-to-back ted talks right like sign him up yeah
1: yeah like after kind of bouncing back from you know the, the draw to open the tournament to the you know the back and forth ping pong football that was the game against panama you have to uh, you have to think that this is the game where they really put their stamp on the tournament and go okay like this is who we are like yeah. you you didn't know us back then this is us now like yeah. you thought you knew us this is us
0: yeah i think so too um and last but not least big big question um we've still got a long way to go but who is winning the fifa Women's World Cup twenty twenty
1: three. Not Germany, like I thought they would. <laughs> um, I th- yeah, I th- like I th- as I've said previously, you just can't rule out America. Look at their resume when it comes to knockout football. England again are probably gonna. England hopefully will go the distance, but you know, it's hard. It's it's. It sometimes feels wrong to kind of pin a a team's hopes and expectations on one player. But when that one player is as good as Kira Walsh is and as integral to this system that Kira Walsh is... Yeah,
0: she is the system. Yeah,
1: exactly. Kira Walsh being in this team is... The difference between this team maybe, you know, either going out in a shock quarterfinal... Exit or uh, a spirited semi-final, and maybe you know going the whole way, and so you have to get up. Dark horses have to be Japan again, as I've said before when talking about the Japan Norway game. They've they've been clinical when they need to be, and just it's just lethal and it's relentless. And in you know in the absence of Germany, who I probably would have thought were somewhat of an outside chance, Japan have to be in the conversation I think
0: I'm still minded to say USA because I think they have to grow into the tournament I think they will come out fighting and as you say like you look at their track record but then track records have been ripped up this tournament so far so you know watch this space Um, look that's all we've got time for Um, thank you so much for joining us on episode one of MPLH Down Under it's been a joy to speak to you and to discuss um, our thoughts for the women's world cup and uh look forward to seeing how the round of 16 plays out
1: and thankfully most of the games are a watchable time this time so i'm ready for it
0: oh yeah no 2am
1: starts <laughs> yeah oh, thank god
0: thank you for listening and see you next time on MPLH down under